Eventually, we're going to start at Romans chapter 6, but I've got a bit, bit of a preamble. I did this talk at home uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, any insensitive or crash remarks, I've had permission for them. The early ones, anyway. The later ones, you just have to come as a surprise. But, uh, yeah, no, um, I was at a pastor's meeting in, in Holland uh, uh, in November. It was early November, so what, six weeks ago, five, six weeks ago. And um, what I want to talk about is is facets of faith characteristics of different characteristics of faith uh, but one of the things there's a couple of things discussed that i'll mention uh, one of them was was mental health uh, we were talking about mental health and um uh, i know a little bit about one particular thing which is which is schizophrenia because you know people in the our fellowship have got that and uh, that's chemical that's a chemical imbalance in your brain and um there's medicine for it which which has its problems uh, but is generally better. It, 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 the chemical um, uh, helps the chemical problem. So with imperfections, and uh, it's good to know what what it isn't. Quite a simple thing, really. It's not a nice thing to hear voices, and they really do hear voices. They can measure that did it with, with the ECGs and all the things they put on their brain, uh, on their minds, and it's good not to be confused about what it is and what it isn't, uh, uh, because you know often the people that get it especially if the religious misunderstand what's going on and they start to go about it fighting Babylon uh, and all this type of thing where there's really, you know, it's, it's, it's not that at all. Uh, it's, it's not like that and, and, and generally you can get to recognise it. And another one, another one that came off a discussion was depression, you know, and um, that I know less about uh, and that also uh, on the medical side is also a lot unclearer. You know, a lot of the medicine for it, people complain, makes it worse. Uh, sometimes, you know, but when I've dealt with doctors with schizophrenia, generally they're humble uh, and useful because they know they don't know it all, but you know a little bit. You know more than I'm no doctor. Uh, um, uh, but 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 depression's not so simple. And uh, it was an interesting conversation. And then the next week, we were out with a few people from London, uh, and I was talking to a brother. Uh, it was a lot to do with 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 a sister who had depression. So I was telling I was telling him my little theory about it. I had a little theory about it, and this wacky theory. Uh, that that I'd come up with, uh, uh, which is you know it's just that it was just that, and uh, he, he said that he said he, he knew much more about it than I did because he'd lived uh, in a situation where it was it was relevant for a while, and and he said this thing he said it's not just one thing. He said depression is not just one thing, and uh, he said some of it may be chemical. Uh, there's there's you know we, we, we've got a brother who's who's recovering from it uh, in the Lord. And uh, it was interesting that, that when he was in the depths of it, which was quite deep and long, uh, one thing he used to do, he used to get angry about things in the world, angry about what's in the news, like particularly angry. And I said to him at one time, I didn't tell him off very often because it's not, it's not, that's not the way to do it. Uh, but I said, you want to stop reading about that stuff? Because it doesn't matter. And it just makes you angry. He was angry about somebody getting married and the police having to be there to, and the cost of it. He said, you know, just don't read the paper. Uh, and, and now he's getting better. There's lots of things he can be angry about if he want to be, and he's not bothered. And you think, well, w- w- what's a cause and what's a, what's a symptom? I still don't know. And it kind of doesn't matter, uh, because that's not what I want to talk about. Um, uh, the, 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 thing, the thing that got me was, was it's not just one thing. You know, you think, yeah, that, 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 that's, that's got to be right. And um, uh, then uh, I, I was thinking about faith. And a couple of other things came up at the pastor's meeting too. One of them I'll mention a bit later. Uh, and faith, uh, it's quite hard to define, isn't it, faith? 
There's lots of words in the English Bible which aren't really words. They're transliterations of words. Grace is another one. and uh, 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 They don't really explain themselves. And um, you can look at different facets. People talk about aspects. I like facets because facets means faces. And faces have characters uh, and very interesting characters too. And faith has things uh, whereby it's, it's you know, you can, without getting into it, to any kind of discussion about uh, uh, definitions, uh, it, it either has different facets and aspects uh, or, or it has different things that needs you need to make it work. It says The Bible says, you know, famously, the faith without works is dead being alone. So it's not working, it's there. It is there, but it needs another thing to make it work. And uh, uh, I, be- I believe that there isn't just one other thing that makes it work. There's quite a number. I've got about five, uh, but you can add your own. I've got one major one that I hardly touch on. The Bible says, faith which works by love. You know? Um, so anyway, uh, where do we go? In Romans chapter 6. So, so there are different... I mean, what I'm going to do in the talk is go through a number of things uh, that mixed with faith or facets of faith uh, uh, make it active uh, and very uh, beneficial, uh, very benevolent, uh, um, you know, uh, can change anything according to God's promises, which, which are, you know, um, are marvellous. So, uh, and it may be that there's something in it uh, that sometimes we might be able to adjust in our work uh, to make something work that isn't working at the moment or something like that, you know, uh, or, or just, just to see how things are. Um, Romans 6 in verse uh, 15, it says, um, uh, What then shall we sin? Uh, because we are not under the law, but under grace. Uh, God forbid. Uh, know ye not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants uh, you are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from the, from sin, you became servants of righteousness. And, and here's a first, you know, most of them I think are pretty obvious, uh, but it is interesting when you get into them. Uh, it is obedience. You know, if you, if you have a knowledge, if you have a, a belief rather that there is a God, and even the Bible is the word of God, but what it says and what you do just have no connection there will be no benefit, though there is faith. You know, you, you, you can you can uh, come across a lot of people that um, uh, will tell you that they believe that there is a God and they believe the Bible is the word of God, but in their actions there's nothing to bring about the things uh, which are promised. So so uh, uh, being by itself, um, it, 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 it doesn't work. You know, it's a little interesting verse because it doesn't just say you obeyed. It says, it says you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Okay, so a, a form of doctrine means a stamp or a type or a, 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 an example of. So when people get up here and give a testimony, uh, that they have received the Holy Spirit, the promise of God, uh, in their testimony there, there will be common things, you know, uh, uh, and it will include being baptized because the Bible says to be baptized. That's in the doctrine. Baptism is in the doctrine. Uh, 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 and, and, you know, uh, receiving the Holy Spirit with power. Uh, the day uh, uh, when they received the Holy Spirit, uh, they spoke in tongues, because that was in the form of doctrine delivered to them. 
another thing that must have happened in that pattern is that somebody told them. Sometimes people can receive the Holy Spirit and then be told, which is pretty rare. It does happen, though. But somebody told them. You know, uh, they thought about it uh, and and they uh, um, uh, they obeyed it. I remember um, uh, when I was, I don't know, many years ago in the law, we had a brother uh, and his dad's uh, from Wales. Very nice fella, a uh, Pentecostal fella, and uh, which is what we are. You know, we're a Pentecostal church. And uh, he... he um, uh, when when his son, who was in, in the fellowship, was young, he used to go around church to church with him. That's what a lot of people do, thinking, uh, you know, it's, it's it's not a good plan. Uh, you can get onto that uh, maybe later. Uh, and he, he, said, he used to say in his testimony, he said, I went to lots of places. He said, and I, I heard lots of interesting things and, and met lots of nice people, but nobody told me what to do. So the faith that he had... It couldn't wear because he didn't know where to apply it, what to obey. You know, with me, I knew next to nothing and I was showed that I needed to be baptised and I wished you could actually leave it out the Bible. Have you got another Bible with that not in it? Because, <laughs> you know, it just it just was... was um, uh, it stressed me a little bit. You know, all, my, mind, my mind ran riot uh, about... about um, that, that if I did that and then I had to be good and then I wasn't good and then what was happening which was the logical thing from, from my point of view uh, uh, but it gave me something to obey it gave me something to do you know uh, and that brought about uh, uh, all all the uh, all the good things so faith and obedience uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 11 I'm look at the time hadn't I very well known first must be first six is it Yes, it is verse 6. I've got 16. Verse 6. It talks about people who, who, who um, uh, different things, uh, uh, um, combinations brought about uh, uh, by their faith and their actions and this type of thing. And in verse 6, 6, it says, But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So here it is... Um, uh, here is a different thing than, than just obedience, is that there's power in it. That this truly is the right thing to do, because this is the best thing to do. In the end of the day, this is the best thing. Some people, when they obey the Lord through history, and I'm sure even today, things get worse for them. Joseph is a, is a great, he's a cracking character in the Bible. He's just, just amazing. And um, he for a long time, was obedient before he saw any power. Most of what he did in the early part just got him into more trouble, got him more mistreated. Uh, uh, if he had given in to certain temptations, he would have had a, you know, uh, a time that a lot of people would want. Uh, and he could have, could have, in the natural sense, got away with it. And because he didn't, he got into trouble. You know, and uh, it's a long time when, when when you read the account before things start to, you start to see the power in it. But he believed in the power. He believed that uh, God would keep his promises even if it took a time or a long time. Even if it took a time or a long time or a long, long time. He believed uh, 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 that that would be the case. And, you know, uh, we're told in, in the scriptures about uh, people that have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof. Set it north uh, from such to turn away. 
you know that it that it's um it's only it's only talk. Uh, yeah, no, it's a nice it's a nice it's a nice lifestyle, and um, we had trouble a few years ago with the advertising standards authority, where people complained that we put on our leaflets, well, past the these leaflets, not our leaflets, it was him. He used to want to should have gone to prison, and all the people said, the <laughs> uh, God heals, God heals. And uh, and the complaint was, oh, you'd be giving people, vulnerable people, hope. Vulnerable people. I said, hang on, you know, what do you mean by vulnerable people? But people that believe the Bible. And um, uh, it, it got quite interesting, you know. Um, but you could, you could accept you could talk about Jesus, but not that he was ever doing anything now. You know? Uh, and and, and that, that really is... is um, uh, is is ineffective, you know, to do something today in in, in today's uh, situations, you know, you know, not everything has to be done uh, now. He's uh, a rewarder of those. And this really is the best way. And with that weight, you can you can combat anything that's hostile. With that weight, that's the thing that gets you to do things and to stand. You know, we heard in the testimony about making the stand. Uh, that's playing a part. Um, it's your own as well. You, you know, you can read in Acts where people um, uh, 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 talk about them casting out devils and it, it says, we adjure you by Paul, by Jesus whom Paul preaches. Totally ineffective. Because it's not theirs. You know, that fella's got a bit of power. There's some, there's some good there somewhere. Uh, we, we had a visitor on Wednesday and he was saying he liked it. And um, he said he liked it that so many people did things in the meeting. Testimony, talk, choruses, gifts. He said, said where, where he'd been before, it was all uh, uh, one thing. And I said, you know, uh, as a fellowship, by principle, people don't believe through somebody else. People don't believe through somebody else. So that's another aspect uh, of faith, you know, uh, a facet of it. It's yours. You were given it. We are to be helpers of your job, you know. Uh, you know that, 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 that's the thing but um, yeah it, it, says, it says he's a reward of those that diligently seek him you know, some people might be able to help you seek him uh, uh, but it's him you're seeking and not anybody or anything else uh, and it's, he's the only one with, 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 the, with the power uh, Romans chapter 14 I think this has been kind of obvious anyway, um, but, I'll, but I'll mention it. Um, it, it is knowledge. You know, um, uh, I like knowledge. I like, I like to find things out. Uh, find the more about the know about the Lord and the things he's done, the better it is for me, Faith. I, I, I really enjoy if I, if I hear anything that tickles me, I also know that you can, especially these days, you can go and search things out and find more and more. Lead, uh, 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 you know, faith from faith to faith. The Bible says. Um, so uh, th 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 there's a context to this chapter, which is a kind of interesting one. Uh, the strong bearing with the weak. Uh, Paul is teaching them at Romans, and therefore all of us that the strong must bear with the weak and not please themselves. I'll add a little thing to that. See if a bolt of lightning comes through the ceiling and. Um, uh, that the weak are not to bear rule. He teaches them that. That the weak are not to bear rule. 
that, that that's another story really uh, and 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 you know there's there's a, there's a couple of main themes in the chapter although the principles go further than that which is about uh, you know not judging one another and um and learning how to handle differences which are which are not uh, vital uh, and, and one of the subjects is food uh, and one of the subjects is um, days holy days looks like it's referring to the to the Jewish calendar Jewish holy days, the Passover and all this type of thing, and the, uh, all the feasts that they kept. And um, uh, anyway, in verse fourteen, he says, um, "I know, and I'm persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him that esteems anything to be unclean, uh, to him it is unclean." And so, you know, he, he's able to, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, teach and have faith and be faithful and, um, uh, you know, cause harmony and progress uh, because of his knowledge. I know and I'm persuaded. I believed it and I've been doubly persuaded. I put it to the test. You know, uh, 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 that, that knowledge um, it's good to know the promises of God in all aspects. You know, that there's a thing uh, at, at the moment talking about things that are in the world. Uh, the global warming thing, which people have different opinions about. Uh, you know, I, I read a few things in the Bible. He upholds all things, creation, by the words of his power. He upholds all things. It didn't doesn't say he he, he did. He does. Uh, there's other promises that there'll always be uh, seed time and harvest, heat and cold, summer and winter. When you see a bow in the sky, so when you're to die, you know that's God's promise. And I think yeah, no, that, that'll that'll do. Some people don't understand that. Uh, so, you, so you can try to, to bring that into because uh, it brings reassurance. Uh, they have a plan at the moment talking about talking about uh, the weak and the strong, but uh, the Earth. This is a funny little thing. The Earth has gone through a warm period. There's a thing called the Roman Warm Period, where they, they grew wine up here. Right, the Romans ruled here for a little while, swallowed us up, and um, uh, the. The temperatures were warm. That you could, that you had wine in England. You've got it now, but not like then. Then we had a cold period from the 1300s to the 1800s, and the Thames used to freeze. I met the world's experts on frost fairs. Okay, he went on for an hour. He was good fun actually. And um, yeah, but one of the things he was saying in the cold period, the 1500s were the coldest. And used to have bad harvests, affected things. People often thought it was of God and superstition and all this. Uh, but one of one things that made it particularly bad was a volcano exploded somewhere or other, and all that dust and fluff or, or, or muck stopped. Stopped the. It wasn't fluff. It was um, fluff doesn't come out of volcanoes. I don't believe it. <laughs> and uh, so, so they've got a plan now to save the world is to set off a volcano. You know, you think, gosh, I'd rather have the promises of God. I, I, much, I was talking to a sister one time and she's read a lot about it. She says, it seems to be the evidence seems to be strong. And I said, well, I prefer the faith side of things because I can read it in the Bible and it's much more peaceful and enjoyable and all that worry. You know, there's other scriptures too. There's other scriptures too, you know what I mean? That you know what you're standing on, no matter what, what's going on the other way. Uh, but you haven't necessarily uh, uh, got to persuade people of that, but we want to persuade them of um, uh, good things, important good things. Uh, Luke chapter 14 knowledge yeah, you know knowledge uh, doesn't necessarily bring about 
uh, uh, you know, knowledge uh, that, that God is, that the Bible is true, and what the Bible says it still needs uh, sometimes another another element. Uh, if you listen to Pastor Warren's testimony, I filmed him once, given it. We made, we made a little video over in one of the Wales camps with a number of people's testimonies, and it is one I can more or less remember word for word, especially this part. He said, um, he said, read the Bible three times. You know, he's, he's a he's a quite intelligent fella, uh, so so he you know he likes to read. And he said, I read the Bible three times, and he saw baptism, but I couldn't see the point, so I didn't. And, uh, you know, then later on, different things came about in his life, which he describes then later, uh, uh, that, 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 um, which, 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 you know, we'll get onto with this point. This is a different point than knowledge, which is humility. It's humility, uh, uh, having the humbleness uh, to do what maybe you don't fully understand. You know, when I got baptized, I knew the Bible said it, but I didn't understand why. In fact, if you, if you'd have measured me head, uh, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been, positive towards a lot of the things I was hearing uh, uh, but you know it was in the Bible and I did it uh, and you know uh, uh, that's what brings the success and um, uh, there's a couple of little little parts about that 14 and verse 8 another thing when we heard at the, at the pastor's meeting talking about marriages which mostly you know what I mean in the Lord are, are blessed and go along pretty much the way they should do uh, um, uh, with their imperfections uh, without a doubt, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to claim in, in anything that, that we have perfection. But uh, because we're blessed and, and we're well advised, there's uh, there's a good thing and there's a good pattern. You know, like Shelley was saying, we want to bring our kids up in this good pattern. This is a good pattern. You know, I'm staying at my mum's house. I came to the Lord when I was 29, uh, and you think of what it must have been like for her when I was I lived there from 15 to 18 when it used to do what you do, and how, how worried she must have been when we were out because the pattern of life was just not a wise one at all it was wild and uh, um, risky and uh, uh, and now uh, you know f- for my children we've got a pattern of life which is safe and sound and wise uh, uh, and brings about good things you know because God gave to us and we give to them that's all God gave to us and we give to them and that's that's a good that's a good thing and um yes uh, in verse 8 it says uh, when thou art bidden of any man to a wedding sit not down in the highest room lest it's not a room it's a couch lest a more honourable man than thou be bidden of him and he that bade thee um, and him uh, and him come and say to thee give, give this man place and thou begin with the shame to take the lowest room but when thou art bidden go and sit down in the lowest room uh, that when he bade thee cometh he, he may say to thee, friend, go up higher, uh, then he shall have worship in the presence of them that sits at meet with thee. For whosoever uh, exalts himself shall be abased, and he that humbles himself shall be exalted. You know, as Pastor Warren's testimony goes on, he said his life fell apart. He said that he lost his wife, he lost his, his home. He said, I lost my self-respect. Uh, and then, uh, the, the, the covenant came to him again repent and be baptized like I had before and it wasn't that he'd been humiliated that doesn't make you humble you make you humble you choose the humility life can humiliate you which is which is you know it's, that's not God's plan sometimes you know I think as saints we want terrible news in the world everyone becomes frightened that they come in here 
You know, yeah, well, sometimes good things can humble people too. Sometimes blessings can humble people. Healing can humble people. Kids can humble people because they're well. It hasn't always got to be like that. And and, and, and really, um, uh, um, humiliation isn't isn't the key. It's humbleness that's the key. And um, uh, you know, I was we, we had a great summer with lots of visitors. And Danny Collett from from uh, uh, he's a brother from uh, Adelaide. His wife's related to Lloyd Longfield. And so there's little stories about him because he knew him and that. Like, and he, he said he went to Lloyd Longfield one day and he, he said he said, "Listen, Pastor," he said, "Some of the people in in the in the fellowship are climbers trying to get positions." And he, the answer was good. He said, "There's no who's who in the Lord. There's only who's in the Lord." And that, that that's right. And so you haven't got to bother yourself uh, uh, with the other side of things. It bothers them. It doesn't matter. And by the way, uh, what Danny Collett saw, I don't see. But if I do see it, it's very, very much um, uh, not the mainstream at all. It's not the mainstream at all. Uh, uh, there's much to uh, 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 love about the fellowship. Uh, um, You know, being humble to, to, to things, to, to commandments. Uh, there's another guy uh, in, in um, uh, I don't know when it was, uh, the 90s. There was a fellowship, while a fellowship made a healing video, it was in those days. And and to me, it's the best thing that anyone's ever made in the fellowship about anything. It just it just struck me, you know what I mean? I can remember all the testimonies, uh, Mark Hardy's on it, uh, the Spanish fellow that's in Adelaide now. Ramundo, yeah, he's on it. And uh, I showed it to a lot of people as well. And a lot of people, because there's some good healings. I'll mention another one in a minute. Um, there's some good healings. Uh, but Ramundo's is just about his salvation testimony. And uh, he talks about, he said, he said, I was a proud man. He said, I'm Spanish. He said, so it goes with the territory that you've got a pride. It goes with certain places as well, not not just Spain. And um, uh, and, and then he describes this this process of of salvation to himself, and he, I think it's when he got baptized, or, or when he prayed, he said that humbled me. So sometimes the, the the other part that makes it all work comes in with one part, if you know what I mean. He was being obedient, and the hum the humbleness, not humiliation, the humbleness came in at the same time. He became humble. Then he started to pray, and then he received the Holy Spirit, uh, and he's still giving out very good things now. Um, uh, so the, the, the political scene's interesting, isn't it? Quite dramatic. Um, Bob Dylan's song. Uh, uh, the times they are changing. Uh, come, what is it? Come, writers and something else to prophesy with your pen. And keep your eyes wide, the chance won't come again. There's amazing things happening in the world. You know? And there's lots of clamour uh, about them. And one of the things is the political scene. I was, I was talking to someone, and me, me and him are quite interested. And, and, and he was saying that it came to mind to, to, as the scriptures say, to pray for those in authority. Not something we talk about much, is it pray for those in authority? I was thinking, well, when I thought about it, it's not so much that you pray, uh, uh, Lord, uh, source out the Donald trumpet and make him stop building that wall. By the way, the wall's been there for 25 years. They've been building it bit by bit. Each one has built a bit. Each one has built it. That's another story. I've got, I've got a picture online yesterday of, of, of the, the center in the army in 2006, the American army, to this great big fence because they had problems. Um, uh, but 
so so you can't imagine that it's saying me saying to God, can you sort that fella out there so he does what I want? You know. But there's an interesting thing when you, when you when you pray for people, it can settle you down. It can settle you down. Pray for those in authority that we may live a peaceable life. I've, I, put, I put it to the Lord. What more can I do? What more can I do? Uh, there's a good one where, where John the Baptist sends his disciples to Jesus and he say, ask him a question. Are you him or do we look for another? Right? And it's like John wants them to ask for him. But he doesn't John or as he knows. He wants them to know. And that's why he gets them to do this little bit of obedience. That they become double sure. It's for their benefit. Even even though it might have you scratching your head thinking, surely you know, John. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's for that. Uh, Luke chapter uh, 18. Still on the idea of, of humility being a, um, uh, th- that was that was the thing I, f- I forgot to mention, uh, which, is, which is something I do uh, by the way. Uh, in the pastors' meeting, we were talking about marriages. As I say, for the most of them, uh, they're a good pattern, uh, but sometimes uh, they're not. Sometimes they're not. And um, one of, one of the things was, um, uh, you know, what was on the agenda goes to Australia, and I think it's Pastor Paul. He sends back a little a few little comments, and. Uh, um, he said, when they've had problems uh, in the past, sometimes what solved the problem is humility on one side. And then he said that a very interesting thing to, to my mind is humility goes a long way. Gosh, that's right. Humility goes a long way. And, and uh, uh, you know, in those circumstances, it's healed where, where there wasn't humility, there wasn't the healing. Um, and, um, Let's see this one in verse 10. Verse 9. And he spoke this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Uh, Two men went up to pray in the temple. Uh, two Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. Uh, uh, the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, uh, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican standing afar off would not lift up uh, so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you that this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. Uh, for every one that exalts himself shall be abased. And he that humbles himself uh, uh, shall be exalted. You know, uh, as I, you know, as I was trying to say in, in the in the earlier part about humbleness and humiliation to make a difference. Uh, you know that, that, that there's um, uh, the Lord will reveal to us where we need to be humble. He won't he won't uh, broadcast it. That's humiliation. You know, in, in the papers, the papers have a job. It's supposed to have a job, which is which is to is to um is to um, deflate pomposity. So that's probably part of it. There's Ian Hislop that's on the TV, and uh, he's got an exhibition in, in, the, in the museum in London, the British Museum, uh, about um, the history of, of dissent. Uh, and and he's, he's, he's basically arguing that 
Uh, it's some people's job to stop people being like these people. It's their job to expose them, really. Uh, uh, well, that, that's their job. That's, that, that's not our job. And, it, you know, it, it can be a little bit like that. They had an interesting one, didn't they, with the drones? Uh, I could stop planes. Can I drone to stop planes? <laughs> and and um, they, they had drones at Gatwick and stopped the planes for a couple of days. And um, and they, they, they arrested a couple of people, splashed them all over the paper, their faces all over the paper. And then today they said they didn't do anything. You know? And he, he, when he was splashing the papers, I think, I hope, because the quote I saw was, was the guy's boss saying, he's been at work. He said, he's not like that. He said, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. But people like the exposing of and like the shaming of. And shame it can often lead to hardness of heart. You know, I, I often say that uh, growing up as a boy, one of five, one of nine, one of four boys, one of nine children, and having boys has never put them to public shame. You know, I did some bad things when I was young, but the shame didn't make it any better. It didn't and doesn't. It's not the way of it, like, and, 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 uh, but the Lord offers you the opportunity to be humble, to reflect a little bit. A word said that puts the brakes on, and, and, and here, you know, um, uh, they, they, they trusted in themselves that they were righteous. Righteousness, like all good things, is a gift of God. He made us that. It is called the gift of righteousness. It either came from God or it came from you. It's either self or God's. Uh, self is you've got something to credit yourself for. If it's God, you've got something to give thanks for. I believe every good thing comes from God. Every good idea. Bob Jones there, he, he talks about when he received the Holy Spirit. He used to pray every day, was it, at the same time? To receive the Holy Spirit. And he said one day, he said, I had this idea to pray at a different time. And then he received the Holy Spirit. And then he, think, he says, I thought that, that, he said, I thought that idea was my idea. Which kind of makes me laugh. It came from God. Every good, you know, you work that out later down the line, by the way. Uh, every good thing, all the wisdom that we can have, all the understanding that, that we can use, uh, everything that benefits us came from God. It didn't come from ourselves. So we don't offer ourselves doing it up. We offer thanks up. We offer thanks up. Uh, you know, it, it is useful. And uh, the other thing with these guys is they, they, they despised others. They set other people up north. And this is a thing that stops faith working. You can see through the scriptures quite clearly. Is com competition. It's competition. Uh, a couple of things. James chapter 3. Getting on. Ever onward. Trying to finish by half past. That would be about right. Shouldn't have told you that. Don't anybody look at their watch. Can I have some more water? Shampoo at the back. Yeah, lot of together for He's used to it. James chapter three. So uh, um, you, you, you can make a mistake in 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 uh, if you talk about yourself. The, the, the other thing with the Pharisee, he says three times, "I I have done this. I have done that." The things that he'd done were good. Uh, he, he paid tithes of all that he possessed, and he fasted twice a week. But the problem is, he's comparing himself to somebody else. And that's his, that's his mark. That's his standard. Uh, the, the day I did this, I did this a few weeks ago in, in, uh, in, in Gillingham. And uh, uh, John O'Morley was there. He's back from America. His, his wife's going to follow and he'd be at camp. And he was, he was in good form. And he gave his testimony. And he said in his testimony, he's, he grew up in the Lord. And he says in his testimony 
Uh, they had faith because, you know, uh, he heard what the kids heard and saw what the kids saw and um, uh, was in the company. And he said he was settled without the Holy Spirit because he was better than his sister. He says, if you know my sister, you'll know that I was better than my sister. <laughs> kind of funny. But this comparison gave him an ease and a peace. But the faith was therefore not effective because of the comparison, which, by the way, was true, kind of. It was kind of true. Uh, but nevertheless, it was the comparison that stopped the faith working. You know? Um, just, just to mention as well that, that it's not necessarily wrong to say what you do. It's not, it's not humility to put yourself down. Uh, you know, Paul has, has a job in the New Testament, a, a big job. Uh, and at one time he says, he says, I pray that the Lord will humble me among you and I won't spare. Whoa, scary bit, scary bit. You know, he wasn't normally, a, he didn't go about his business that way, but he had it if he, if he needed it and if, if it was needed. But he, he described it then as, as hum, you know, we've got a sister there, a high powered job, but she's got a, a particular job. I'm thinking one place you have to sack a few people. I think that's what she was saying. And I just looked at him and I think, that, that's humble. You're doing what you need to do, what needs to be done. Not considering how you'll be perceived. Uh, uh, you, can get, you can get the wrong idea of it. Um, James chapter 3. Find this. It takes me longer to find the scriptures than, than, than to anything else. Because we've got Margaret and Willie here. I've got to also sprinkle a little bit of Ian Paisley. <laughs> Somewhere along the line, I can't remember where it is. James uh, 3 and verse 3. Oh, no, it's not that. Look, 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 look. I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm trying to remember what it says. Uh, works with meekness of wisdom, is that? James 13, look. This is what you get for not having a computer, uh, a printer. James chapter 3 and verse 13, he says, Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. So there's nothing wrong with the guy's works. The problem is the time that he chooses to, to lay them out. It's just that. You know, compared to the other fella, uh, you know, rather than giving thanks, rather than asking for mercy, because the, the poor fella, the publican, is the only one that asks for anything. The other fellow's relying on the comparison. He's relying on it. Uh, and that you will find people that you are better than. And you are right and they are wrong. And the problem is, is when that becomes a full stop. It becomes a, that's not the end of the story. It's not the end of the story. Uh, uh, that there's got to be more to it than that. And, and wisdom, you know, they say, they say that knowledge is knowing that tomato is a fruit and wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit salad. And uh, I bet you Hagen Blumenthal does, doesn't he? <laughs> Puts it in the ice cream. <laughs> and uh, uh, it's it's a matter of timing, really. Wisdom is often a matter of, uh, of time and judgment. There is a time to say, I had a good witness, and this is what came out of me, uh, and it really worked, and it was good. You know, you don't want to be holding back from that, because they're, they're good things. Uh, here we go on. Second Corinthians chapter ten. Uh, 
12. Um, reiterating the point or labouring it, whatever you like to call it. Making it clear and doubling it up. And verse 12 it says, For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. You know, and again, it's just, it's just this, um, uh, you know, as Jesus put it in, in the parable, uh, uh, of, of, of when things are used and how they're used, um, it stops faith working. One received mercy and the other one didn't. Though he was actually, in a way, he was doing more. In a way, he was doing more. And he could commend himself in there. Um, uh, just to kind of not not to contradict this, but 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 to make the point that, that you know, it's, uh, sometimes it's good to have reference points, which is comparisons. You know, in in uh, in, in uh, when we were started off reading in Romans chapter six, after that Paul says, um, it talks about when you were the, the servants of sin. He says, what fruit did you have in those days? What was it like then? What did that bring? How was life then? Can you remember? You know. Uh, uh, what did you have compared to what you have now? So there was a comparison, but it wasn't comparing uh, a person. It was comparing situations. Uh, Derek and Linda compare receiving the Holy Spirit. Derek comes home with the Holy Spirit. Linda says, well, I've got it too. And then they have a little comparison. How did you get yours? Well, from God. I got mine from the priest. One's nothing and one's something. And the comparison actually becomes vital. It becomes vital. And... and um. You know, I, 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 I'll often talk about, um, influence, uh, the influence of, 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 of what's called Judeo-Christian, um, principles and laws on certain nations that are benefit to them and countries that don't have them. You can compare them and which one you'd rather live in. And you find the ones that have the influence of God in them and much more, uh, in every way. And not just, not just Islamic either. Uh, you know, uh, um, I make the points that, that like to, last night, which is every night, there are people getting in boats on the coast of France trying to get to England in boats. Uh, Iranians, Iraqis, uh, Syrians and all this. People say, oh, they're fleeing war and famine and all sorts of trouble. They're fleeing France. They're in France. And they want to get to a country that they believe uh, um, uh, is better. There's, there's better things here. There's nobody going the other way. There is nobody trying to get in a lorry in Dover to go the other way, uh, uh, because of the things that prevail. And 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 you know you know th- th- those things are, are kind of a you know to prove God's uh, blessing and God's point and God's promises. Uh, it can be the thing also though uh, uh, that you know you you can be you can be unnecessarily critical. You can be unne- we, we had a, a a big family come there. Uh, we're now hoping they're going to settle down. It looks like that, and and they're from a Pentecostal background. He was an assistant pastor, and uh, but there's there's much good in them. There's much good in them. I was talking to Pastor Warren the other week. We, we had a nice day out, and we went to London, and uh, we're saying, yeah, we, you know, we, we need in our criticism to make a difference between false Pentecostalism and imperfect. We we are imperfect, I believe. Galatians was imperfect. Corinthians was imperfect. We are imperfect, but there's a difference between that and false. 
We don't want to be not critical. We want to be accurate with our criticism and not just across the board. I thank my God I'm not like that man. You know, it needs to be uh, more accurate than that. Uh, uh, you know, anyway, um, and sometimes even though faith isn't working for someone else, you can see aspects of it uh, or facets of it that are good. I like the Proclaimers, the band, just about, and and they um, uh, they sing some songs about God. Uh, some things they've lost. They sing they used to be in God's lost tribe. They used to believe I was in God's lost tribe. Uh, well, I think I think you know you lost something when you lost the knowledge of that. And you should have looked into it more. And I was watching this TV program about them, and this guy was saying that they have a fantastic work ethic. Always going round working, uh, and every every time they do work, they give it their all. Uh, nobody gets shortchanged. Nobody. Uh, and this guy said it's a Presbyterian, Scottish Presbyterian work ethic. It comes from here, on its own. Not enough, but nevertheless, it's a good thing. Nevertheless, it's a good thing. You know, uh, uh, so sometimes you can agree with your adversary while you're in the way with him. They had some good things in Babylon. Uh, in Babylon, they would use the best brains from outside. That's how Daniel became the prime minister. It made, made for a long kingdom. The Ottomans did the same. The Ottomans did the same. Uh, uh, there's much I disagree with. But sometimes if you're with someone and you can agree on a particular thing, it, it gives you the ability to go on rather than it being a competition. And, 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 uh, okay. There's a, there's a, talking about competition, uh, there's, there's a line in the hymn, do you look at others with their lands and gold? Uh, well, don't. That's the problem. Uh, having food and raiment, you know, talking to me mum, talking about homeless people and all this, and, uh, how many there are and how much attention they get. And, um, you know, not, not that I want to go into that here particularly, but it says people don't know what poverty is anymore. You know, and and even back then when there was much less, there wasn't because there wasn't particularly comparisons. Then everyone around you was like you. That's how it used to work. Everyone around you was like you, uh, and it made for happier people. The problem is in the comparison. The problem is 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 there. People who've got plenty have got problems too. You've got problems too. Maybe not the same problems, uh, 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 but you know, uh, the Bible says, "Don't final." Um, thoughts, Isaiah 28 aspect or facets, stop saying aspects facets of faith Isaiah 28 verse 16 therefore thus says the Lord God, behold I lay in Zion for a foundation of stone a tried stone a precious cornerstone a sure foundation and he that believes shall not make haste the faith and panic and faith and fear are different things. They are different motivations and different drivers that take you to different places. He that believes will have a bit of space uh, uh, and time. You know, uh, there's a difference between being relaxed and being slack. You know, I remember uh, talking about 1995 and uh, where I was in the Fellowship in South London was particularly badly yet. Uh, we were chopped up a couple of times. And um the only ones that were really. And one time when um you know the pastor that said I'm 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 off with, with quite a few going going the way that, that I that I felt I couldn't agree with. Uh, I was left in my house to work it out. Which he didn't mind. Quite happy to do that, you know what I mean? Uh, it was quite intense but good. 
and uh, figuring it and figuring it. And I got a phone call, and somebody said, "This is what we're going to do." Right, and uh, I wasn't ready, but I did. It wasn't their fault. It was my fault for being allowing myself to be pushed. It took me a year or so to settle down. It was just to figure it out for another day or so, just to go over it in my mind, figure out exactly what I want, exactly what, what I think is right. Uh, it would have been better. And it wasn't their fault for pushing me. It was my fault for allowing myself to be pushed. Uh, when I was doing driving lessons, uh, the instructor, because he wanted to see the help, like, and uh, he said, don't let them push you along the road. Stuck in my mind. Don't let them push you along the road. It's up to you. They'll always be pushing. They'll always be pushes. Uh, uh, what, what allowed, we, we got our windows done when we lived. I think my Shelley visited us when we lived in, in, um, Penge. Maybe, maybe we were in Gillingham then, in Penge. And, uh, we had to get the windows done because they were falling out. And I felt the salesman came round to sell us the windows. And, uh, which he put on the mortgage, you remember that? And, uh, he said, right, if you sign today, you can have it for this price. But if you don't sign today, the price is gone. Yeah. And we signed that day, actually. And that's quite common. That's quite common. And the way, the way it works on you, is if you are needy or if you are greedy. Don't be greedy. Don't be needy. If it makes you panic and you think you're going to lose something, you can't afford to be without, you allow yourself to be. And if you're greedy, it wasn't greedy, it, was kind of, it wasn't either with, with the salesman. Um, uh, you don't want to get the blame, do you? you know? Don't allow yourself to be pushed along the road. That's up to you. Nobody else. Uh, we could we could read in um, there's we've got a new princess haven't we American princess Meghan Markle we've got a princess and uh, uh, apparently she's having trouble because she wears trouser suits and the other one wears dresses and there's all sorts of uh, uh, conflict between them if you want to know any more ask me later <laughs> tell you the gosh <laughs> and and uh, uh, Michelle Obama uh, I'm not particularly uh, interested in, in uh, but she gave her a piece of advice. She said, don't be in such a hurry. Don't be in such a hurry uh, to, to make your stamp, to make your mark, to not be, you know, give yourself a bit of space. Uh, and I, 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 I thought it was, um, uh, I, I thought it was interesting. I was going to say, where's, where's where I fit in? I mentioned Ian Paisley, didn't I? Uh, you know, conflict. Uh, politicians are often in conflict, aren't they? And it doesn't make them look good. Sometimes they've got to be. For, for standing up, but often if you get politicians offside when they're on the telly and they're just talking about themselves, they're different people and they're quite nice actually, and they are quite genuine actually. But in the conflict, uh, the same with us, you know, if you don't ever saw us telling what the Catholic Church is wrong with, what's wrong with the Catholic Church, people, that's all people ever saw. There is a place for that. If that's all people ever saw, you know, they want to see. Uh, uh, but, but Ian Paisley, he, I've seen him uh, being interviewed. He was spirit filled and just being pleasant. But when he was when he was in conflict, he's interesting. Uh, somebody said to him once, "If the if the word no wasn't in the English dictionary, you'd be speechless." He said, "No, I wouldn't." <laughs> uh, 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 apparently, that's what he said. Uh, you funny fella. There is a time for all that. Okay. This uh, shall not make haste. We could read in Job chapter forty about behemoth. God's great creature. There's, there's Leviathan, which is the king of the children of pride. He's a great creature too. But Behemoth is God's great creature. 
and it and it basically describes this thing that's just not in a rush. It's just not in a rush. He says he he, he thinks he can take up Jordan in his mouth. You know, <laughs> it's just a beautiful description. You you, you, you can read it yourself. And uh, uh, why? Because of assurance. Because there's an assurance there. Because you know there's someone. If you've got big fellas backing you up, you're all right, aren't you? You know you've got you've got the the, the, the comfort and com. I've got a question for you to finish with. I've got a question for you to finish with. You know, where uh, uh, Pastor Peter has a thing. He says if somebody comes here. Uh, or comes to a meeting for the first time, unless he finds out something else, they've come to find the Lord. And that, that's good. I, 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 I like that. And sometimes you do find out something else. Uh, but what about people who, who, who are here a long time, which is most of us? What are you here for? Why are you here? Why, why are you in your seat? Uh, Pastor Chris Kane, and I worked with him uh, when I first come to the Lord on the biggest building site in Europe which went bankrupt when he was in charge. Uh, uh, horrible place to work, I thought. Uh, but he, they, they, they used to witness a lot, a lot, a lot. And so on the site, people would talk about them. They didn't know that I was connected to them. So there's some very interesting conversations. Uh, one fellow said, I went to one of their meetings. He said, it was scarier than a rave. <laughs> That's what he said. I thought, wow, gosh. And um, uh, interesting perspective. Uh, but what he used to do, this fellow was telling me, and he, he told me himself, what he used to do, he, he would he would say to people about coming to a meeting, he says, I've saved a seat for you. I've saved a place for you. There is a place in the meeting for you. And and that, they, they would repeat it. You could feel them, that it was doing them. So, you know, if somebody comes here today, there's a seat for them. I think they have it in the leaflets in uh, New South Wales. There's a place for you. Right, so there's a place for them. Uh, if they will will humble themselves, uh, the obedience, uh, the right teaching, uh, all this. Uh, so that's those people. Uh, what about you? You know, um, once you're born again, you can enter the kingdom of God. That means this place and that place. So if you are right to be sitting in your seat now, if you are someone that uh, uh, is looking to grow, uh, is looking not to settle in the wrong place, even though we have our imperfections, if you are not looking to settle in the place, if you uh, will judge yourself, as the communion says, then surely, as much as there is a place for you here, there is a place for you now there. Surely, there is a place for you there now. Because we are looking to do things. Uh, uh, you know, you have to measure yourself in that little bit. But the, the majority of people in the fellowship, are, especially if you, you've been coming for 20-odd years or, and all this, why else would you come? I mean, sometimes you might need a little bit of adjustment, but that'll be the case. I'll leave it there. All the people said. That.